Welcome to episode six of our OR Talks podcast. Today, we'll be joined by two very, very special guests, our founding partners, Peter Ormrod and Gary Rutter. We'll be very privileged to have them with us. Here are your hosts, Neil Seeger and Mark Chavanovic. So, so we're, we're, we're very lucky today to be joined by our two founding partners, Peter Ormrod and Gary Rutter, are with us. It's very, um, very nice to have you. Hi, folks. Hopefully you're happy to join us. Hello, folks. <laughs> Gary sounds more nervous here than, <laughs> than Pete. <laughs> exactly, yeah, having two bosses in, yeah, we're going to be. So, so obviously today is more sort of just to just sort of introduce you guys um and sort of get get to know a bit about you guys really um so so yeah so how long have you guys been in business oh we've known each other for i was working out the other night 60 years yeah 60 years 60 years you're only 21 so so absolutely (laughs) when we were in short trousers so we were at primary school together yeah Yeah, gary was uh, a year or two above me yeah. But our common uh, ground in those days was that his mum and my grand worked together in the kitchens. They yeah. were dinner ladies, weren't they? Were they? Yeah. Dinner ladies at school. Yeah. So. yeah. And that's how all so, my daughter started. Yeah. So families. Yeah. yeah. Always worked together. Yeah. Effectively. I was, um, I was always interested in sport and Gary was as well. And we used to play football uh, in those days after school when you could and the wreck and, uh, <laughs> Uh, friendship in a funny sort of way was developed both through the school line and also after school we, we played as mates yeah we? we survived those brutal games and yeah who was the better player well somebody said the other day do, do we know any great um, players from gu- guitar and i said well gary what is a good guitar player? <laughs> yeah, <very good. laughs> Peter England international. yeah Pete, yeah, Pete is an international yeah. i didn't i didn't know you, you played football as well didn't know off and on <laughs> more, more often not. So I think the, the the founder for what all this is about is a despite the fact that Gary and I aren't blood related, we are so close to each other. We're like brothers. So I think that's why it works as a family business, isn't it? Oh, and that that, that comes down, doesn't it, through yeah. through throughout through everything in in all models from what I see. Yeah. The same values and the same culture, really. I think that's what it goes down to. The same shape noses, almost. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Roman, Roman noses. <laughs> same colour hair. Now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so you've obviously so you met you met at met at school, and obviously you've been, been how long you been in business together now? Well, Pete, so Pete can tell you started. Yeah, off, so uh, there's always so. you never keep real great track of this, but in a real world, I think the business started in round about 80, 83, 84, something like that. She was just before my daughter was born. Yeah. And um, from memory, Gary had uh, been overseas working and come back to the UK and a mutual friend of ours who still we see a lot, and in fact, works in the business, Harvey. Um, he gave me the uh, the nod that Gary was looking to come back up to the Midlands. I think you were living in yeah. London, London at the time, yeah. weren't you? Yeah. Gotcha. And I remember as though it was yesterday, we met at Blenheim in the, yeah, was right. it the Bear Inn, was it? Woodstock, sort of, yeah. Blenheim Woodstock. Yeah. We met in the Bear Inn, I think yeah, it was, yeah. up on the corner. Yeah. And we just struck a very <clears throat> quick deal and rekindled our old, we hadn't seen each other an awful lot since we left high school at the yeah. age of 18, 19, right. Right. grammar school. <clears throat> so we kept in touch, but we hadn't seen a lot. And we rekindled our friendship over a couple of beers and st- struck a partnership agreement. And a couple of beers. <laughs> that was in about 19, 
1988, I think. 87. 87. 87. Yeah. 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 So 87, and um, effectively from that date onwards, really. So I started it around about 83, 84. And then Gary came in at... Um, and Peter had got to a level where I think you, you needed... Um, some brains. Some, some, no, <laughs> <laughs> some, some help, some help making, making the tea and uh, collecting the sandwiches. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was the, that was the reason. And he turned up for work today, and, and, and the first day, in his beautiful little Spitfire, didn't he? You tried yeah. the Spitfire, do you yeah, remember? And uh, I think there were three colours in that car. None of them were the original. <laughs> most, most of it was rust. Dark brown. Every panel yeah. different colour. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and thicker than what it should have been. So. <laughs> so, but uh, and it went on from there, didn't it? So yeah, had I think when when I joined, Katie had um, one or uh, one guy who was a junior. That's right. I yeah, remember rightly. Yeah, uh, and one or two specialist contractors uh, and it's sort of grown since then sort of adding uh, good members of staff subsequently and originally outgrowing the, the original premises uh, which was at the back of a petrol station uh, was it yeah well i think originally in pete's bedroom oh, yeah. Pete's bedroom. Yeah. And yeah lucy was born and i had to move out and then i had a little rented office at the back of uh, the eso petrol station as it was in Detroit Cemetery, it was Marla House, wasn't it? Yeah. And then uh, we, I bought the office at St Andrews uh, in 1988, I think it was. Like it was yeah. early on, yeah. And then we moved from there and <coughs> it all started. In fact, um, we only had the ground floor then because we, well, no, we had the up floor upstairs because we went to the ground floor. Out to, yeah, to, to, to a client, yeah. Who we've still got effectively yeah. as a client. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's fantastic, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, and it's grown since then, hasn't it? And then, so how, how many are we today? 250 employees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's incredible how fast it's grown as well, isn't it? Yeah. But there's a good, Mark, there's a good ethic and moral behind all that. There's a lot of trust. There's a lot of understanding. And we've got the same morals in life, I think. And, you know, with people like Nikki and Colin coming on board and then Tony and Julian and sadly Mike, we lost a few years ago. All those had that same... Culture, you know, we're very trustworthy of each other and we work together. That's the most important. Yeah. It's very, it's very motivating as well to, to hear that from, you know, to, to, to know that that's come from sort of two people really, all the way up to 250 within yeah. not actually that long, really. No. In in, in existence terms. It's, it's not like you saying that. You're relatively. to say, exactly. <laughs> but I wasn't born. That's scary. That's scary. That's scary. That's scary. That's scary. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. I think of Neil as the same age as me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's, and I think that, you know, for people listening to this, I think that that is very motivation, motivational to, to hear, to hear that. And actually people, people don't realise how businesses start and, and from a friendship, businesses can start. Yeah, and I think there was no, there was no set plan. We didn't set things out in concrete. Um, it was, you know, take, take on people who are the same, uh, attitude who we got on with and you know look after clients on a uh, a, a like a like for like basis so yeah. you know not uh, just talking to them in in normal language and and you know having that sort of family feel that made everybody staff clients alike feel welcome and i think that's you know i think we all know that, that that's as human beings as people you know clients clients i think come to us to act as their advisor in whatever capacity that may be because they can trust us 
that they know that um, they can rely on us as a shoulder to lean on when they have difficulties and we hold their hand through those very difficult journeys that most business people go through. So, you know, we're not cutthroat, ruthless. Um, the relationship with the client is paramount with us, isn't it, at the end of the day? And I think both of you who've been here long enough know that we're pretty good at that. That's quite a strong moral vein in our corporate body is that we care. Yeah. Yeah, speaking to, to to clients and 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 people around that that aren't necessarily that don't necessarily know that that we all know each other or work together or, or whatever. Actually, that that's one of the things that they say is that actually they are they feel friends of ours. Yeah, they're not yeah. they're not just using yeah. us as, as as advisors. No, you're dealing with people, and when whether you're dealing with a large corporate entity, you know, turning over millions, or a, a sole trader who's who, you know doesn't then you're still dealing with a person. You're still dealing with face-to-face -face with a, an individual who, you know, you, you, you advise skillfully, hopefully, but you also get on with and, and you treat them as, as human beings. Yeah, you always want to do your best for them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You want to help them, don't you? That's what yeah. And I think sometimes, Mark, and we, you know, losing business, we don't lose that much, thank God, but, you know, when you do lose a bit of business, I think, it's seen as us because it hurts and it's almost not the business that's lost it's the relationship a lot of the time you know so yeah uh, thankfully we don't lose an awful lot but but the fact that we care and that we do more than i think that is generally asked of us in that shoulder yeah. to, to lean on crime uh, aspect that's why we retain such a good level of our business you know touch wood well, hopefully you guys and those that follow you will embed the same disciplines and thought processes, you know? Hopefully, hopefully. It's quite, it's quite an interesting point you made there, actually, that people speak to accountants not just about accounts and numbers. They come to us about an awful lot of things. It's not just, you know, one day we can be dealing with, you know, somebody who's, you know, bumped their car, for example. They phone you about all sorts of wonderful things. It's not just what's my tax bill. Trusted relationship, isn't it? Trusted advisor and... and you know, we have become personal friends with many, yeah. many, many, many clients. Yeah. And I, I think it that goes... That tells a story, really. It, it goes yeah. without saying, doesn't it? It's both Gary and I, you know, at the ages we are, and mid, mid to late 60s, ultimately, we're still attracting good business from our existing client bank. So we've been doing something right for all those years, because if we were, then effectively that model would fail, wouldn't it? But, you know, it's a, it's a tried and tested solution. It works, being careful kind, cautious, um, and offering a balanced yeah. availability to clients is a good thing. And does it help not having such a, like a structured, rigid plan? Does that, does that help? Because obviously I, we, we all speak to businesses all day, every day, but some of them have rigid plans. They want to be in this position in two weeks or think, two years or whatever. I think if, if there had been a, a, a corporate plan or at the very beginning of this journey where we were trying to build something to, to sell on, then perhaps that may have been a, a great benefit to us. But that's never necessarily been Gary and I's and the rest of our partners that we work with, you know, idea. It's the, the business is not up for sale as such. Um, and we enjoy that day-to-day -day coming to work, really not knowing what the end of the day is going to hold. We, we It's not as though we, we play everything off the cuff. It's not like that. But we don't have a set plan that we're working to that dictates what Fle our future is going to be. Flexibility yeah. is the key word, really. Yeah. yeah. A financially secure, well-established, traditional family business. You it's, know? A, it's a family business, isn't it? That's the yeah. that's the thing. We are we yeah. are all yeah. actually we are all yeah. together. Yeah, we're not just you know sort of numbers in a in a you yeah. know we are actually a 
you know, we see it with you, with you guys. I mean, sort of having your senior partners, I speak to a few of my friends that work at other firms, they've never met their senior partners, yeah. ever. And I think every member of, of all my rutter will have, have met you and probably see you most days, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's very much a team ethos, isn't it? Yeah. So everyone helps each other, everyone's working together. There's no one helps themselves. That's, That's the key the thing, Mark, isn't yeah. it? I always like to harp on the fact, I don't, I don't regard it. Um, anything other than the fact that I work with the people that we have employed and don't work for us, we work with them. Yeah. And so consequently, you know, we are a, an embedded family, really. Yeah. When you're an apprentice, I mean, as I say, it's, it's apprentices as well. Even the apprentices are just like, they'll, they'll, talk, they'll talk to you guys, you guys talk to them. Yeah. Well, we've all been there, you know, <laughs> we've all been there. And, you know, I, I started uh, my accountancy training with a, a larger firm, we won't name it. Um, and as you said, Neil, you know, you don't, you never got to see the partners. The, the partners were on the eighth floor and we were on the <laughs> third floor. Yeah. Well, they weren't lifts in those days. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you made them a cup of tea, it really get your fit, you know. It was cold the time you got the top on it. It's cold winter. Take it back down So, you know, that, that was an ethos that um, I, you know, was... was Built against really and didn't want to repeat at all. But um, you know, it was a good grounding in as much as you know what what to do and what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don't make so, it cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so that's an, an, an ethos that um, you know our, our family friendly ethos is, is extremely important. Massively, not 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 just from from clients and, and whatever point of view, but for staff as well. I mean, I think everyone feels the same whether you're in clients or with your yeah. staff. We're all as close as, as each other, really, which is quite good. I think it worked. Well, I don't think it works. Well, it, it does, does yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. You still going 30, how many years? <laughs> oh, 83, 84, isn't yeah. it? So, so you're looking Maybe at 30, 40, 40 years. Yeah. 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 You know, so it's, uh, I've, I, and I, you know, enjoy every day still that I come into work. It's, it's fantastic. You know, what else yeah. would I do? What would you say has been the biggest change, like, in the industry since then? Like, nearly 40 years, where we are now from where you started? That's, I, don't think there's, I, don't, I don't think there's a particular difference in the, in the technical aspect of what we do, because you know, we're, we're all still surrounded with prepare, preparation of accounts and audit and tax. And of course, the ancillary services that we provide have, have come in to support that. But I think for me, the biggest thing is technology, mm. but technology has made us, or is almost, asking of us to perform that much quicker yeah so mm -hmm. you know is it a good thing or is it a bad thing I'm, I'm not quite so sure i mean technically things stay the same but the pace that which you're now asked to work at is phenomenally greater yeah. than what it yeah. was before I mean, life generally has, has gone in that direction over the last 40 years isn't it in a, yeah in social, social media iphones ipads everything your fingertips now stuff i mean when we started everything was on paper and you, you you had a letter from uh from clients you had a letter from hmrc or the inland revenue as it was yeah um and you you know you you replied with a letter uh, and all you know some of it handwritten uh now and, and that you know that took its course but that was part of, of the process and now it's everything is is expected instantly isn't it well, yeah. that process going yeah. could take, you know, after receiving a letter, yeah. you know, two or three days before you might answer it, 
two or three days for it to deliver, yeah. two or three days to do this to have a look at it. But you know, weeks could pass by yeah. over you know a particular yeah. issue topic conversation. Now people expect, but the whole the whole society was geared to that. Wasn't yeah, it? you know that that was nobody worried about it. Yeah. Nobody worried about it. You know, yeah, but that's that's a general life observation, isn't yeah. it? And, and now you click a button, conversation yeah. there, isn't it? But the consequence of the pace that we're now required to work at through technology is is not so much a worry, but what it does do, it makes you almost react quicker without having to think too much and that may be dangerous and I think yeah. both staff and clients have to be appreciative that if you want to get something right you've got to think about it yeah. and yeah. and I've had a couple of meetings recently <clears throat> where clients have been quite surprised that we still have to spend or we, we wish to spend an hour or an hour and a half talking about their their accounts on a one-to-one -one basis or their financial affairs on a one-to-one -one basis but as I alluded to you know the danger of not doing it like that doing it on a screen, doing it on a telephone call, yeah. doing it quickly, is that we miss something, which at the end of the day could cost them handsomely in, in any form of, of liability, whether it be tax or whatever. Um, so that meeting is well worth having, having you know, and I, I, I still hold that yeah. premise that you're much better off discussing somebody on, something with somebody on a one-to-one -one basis, you know, when you're looking into people's eyes, knowing, yeah. knowing what's seeing the body language. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's still very important, yeah. you know. Yeah, you can tell then if they understand as well, can't you? Yeah. You can't do yeah, that yeah, can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you can explain your, your thought processes yeah. a lot easier, you know, on the map out, you can draw a little diagram, yeah. you know. I think it's surprising because I still try and hold that sort of um, value that a meeting, you know, we don't charge for meetings as such. There's no time clock running when meetings set up. It's an idea for us to get to know what's needed. And, you know, when we put pen to paper, that's probably when things start to change a bit. But the actual meeting itself to discuss our, our matters is, is a, a great selling point for us, but it's a good basis for the clients. It's, it's, it's very valuable. It helps with the relationship as well, doesn't yeah. it? If you never see, I mean, the amount of people I've spoken to have never met their accountants as well. Not, not, not met, never met their bosses. They've never met their they've never met their accountants. Like, well, that's and, the and problem. I, I find that foreign, but then that, that's probably because I've, I've, I'm on my rotter and actually we, we we do that. We, yeah. we see our clients and get that relationship and have that laugh with them or be with them at the good times and the bad times. But making tax digital as a typical example is it's going to push more towards potentially people not having meetings. Yeah. Or, um, through technology and, and yeah. live screen. Yeah. It's, it's just a tick box exercise, which, you know, is, as Pete says, is, is dangerous. You know, there's, there's not, uh, there's no thought processing in a lot of what's done there. So. Yeah, that's why the meetings have been important then, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You just say, I'll do it yeah. tick boxes throughout the year. You yeah. I'll be looking at it in advance then, don't you? Yeah. There it is. So put that on your business card. <laughs> yeah, it literally is. Yeah, it's on the bottom. Talking about business cards, you've seen my yeah, new business card. And you've got oh, yeah, I did it. <laughs> what does it say? It says, a hardworking man of kindly disposition. <laughs> Purveyor of fiscal strategy. <laughs> that's, that's hard to say. That's, that's brilliant. And is it all true? Well, how do you, how do you, you, you said it a minute ago, we're, we're asked these days to do a lot more than just prepare accounts and yeah. tax comps and, and audit and such like. You can't put a word to encompass what in the course of a week you actually have to do for clients. No. So, you know, wording such as that, as that <clears throat> For me, in, in sort of encapsulates everything that I'm required to do. You know, you have to think about the problem, the subject, and then come to some form of solution for, for the client's benefit, and obviously from our point of view as well. So it isn't just about accounts, tax, and audit, is it? It's about financial strategy, really.
Yeah, yeah. So it's about, it's about all of the elements, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. somebody's, uh, you know, people don't think that their tax return, their income, whatever, will affect their mortgage, will affect all those sort of things. And actually, it's not just all about tax. Actually, the tax thing is probably, you know, part of it, but it's what that what they yeah. it doesn't necessarily make them want to talk what they want to achieve. Yeah. That's what it's also it's also a, a you know a, a, a thing that obviously the you can you can lend advice to to a client on a, on a business strategies based on the way our business has gone. You know, yeah. so our experience in in the way the business is built up here is is very relevant in many cases to what clients are doing. You can just ease them into the, into the right direction and on all sorts of issues, not just tax and, and It's invaluable, financial. isn't it, yeah. to be fair? Yeah. You, you've, you've been there as, as businessmen. Well, it's you know, our think... own experiences, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I've just come out of a meeting where somebody asked me a question, you know, would I be better renting a, a premises or would I be better buying a premises, you know? And you can't give a... There is no general uh, right answer because you've got to investigate the circumstances of the, the client's position and also where the market sits and have a little bit of a thought process of what's going to happen in the future. So you can never, ever... It's not something that you can just pick a page in a book, turn to it, no. give an answer. Yeah. It's case by case. Google doesn't have the answer for everything. Yeah. And I think it's that case by case that makes it very interesting for me, which is why I turn up for it every day. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, I, I love the buzz of that challenge. Everybody's different. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, every situation, every person, every every everything's different. Yeah. Opening the door, window for them, I'm sure, and, and making them see that there's loads of things and options that they can yeah. do in their business. And it's not just the one answer fix, fixes it. You know, things, things do change. Think, as you said the other day, you know, think tax keeps changing and yeah. things keep changing, don't they? Yeah. So just because something's right today, isn't it right tomorrow? But the core, yeah. the, you know, Mark asked the question a second ago, didn't he, about you know, what's, what's changed perhaps more significantly? Yeah. The technicalities are still very much the same. Yeah. You know, debits and credits are still the same. Um, you know, tax is still very much the same covering the various subjects. Rates may change, allowances, reliefs may change, but generally the core of it yeah. stays yeah. the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's things that, that perhaps come in from the outside, you know, the IT functions and the, the human resource functions. Those are the things that probably put more of a... A pressure on the day to day that hopefully we can tell with very very well you know yeah so yeah so i was i said earlier about the, how inspiring it is and, and to, to, to hear that and if 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 somebody was sort of new now not to set up an accounts practice but set, set up a business what would your top tip be to be aware of to be flexible in, in what they're doing um to, to be able to adapt to to situations and to work hard at it yeah, I mean, that's a, a very, very uh, expansive sort of question. Oh, no, it definitely, yeah. yes, it, yeah. no, it, it, it is. It takes three hours. <laughs> yeah, it could, it, could, it could be, I mean, yeah. So, so I mean, the, the key element is obviously is knowing your, your subject or your trade, and doing your, your sort of background research in relation to what's entailed in you doing what you do. Yeah. But then being prepared, like Gary said, you know, you've got to commit almost incredible hours and attention and focus on getting that business off the ground. Be prepared to take risks. I don't think reward comes without risk. No, it doesn't. doesn't come without hard work and effort. Um, the outcome of your venture isn't just dependent, though, on hard work um, and knowing your subject, is it? There's a lot of uh, natural mm -hmm. talent, as we've talked about before, in people becoming successful. So if you're hardworking yeah. and you're naturally talented, generally you'll do okay with life. Yeah. But there's so much luck that comes about circumstances, timing, Look and timing come together, don't they? Different yeah. assets, but yeah. hard work, 
naturally talented and look and being appreciative of when that look comes and taking advantage of it. Uh, I think are key factors in Carpe success. Yeah, <laughs> take yeah. the moment. Yeah. So you can say though, Gary coming back looking for work, you having the business there, that was lucky, you know, yeah. that time yeah, yeah. came together. Yeah. Because yeah. I, funny enough, I mean, I think, well, Gary doesn't have this, but there was somebody else that I talked about actually having a partnership with, with who is something I still keep in contact with. But Dave was a guy I'd worked with um, uh, at a practice before I started my own, and, and he was somebody that I thought might be, you know, Potentially could, and he said no. It wasn't for him. He was, he was, he was doing his own. He was doing his own. He was more happy to stay with the firm he was at and take the secure route rather than take the risk of coming into to business. Because for both Gary and I, you got to remember <clears throat> that there was no great client bank. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no guaranteed paycheck at the end of the week. Yeah. This was a question, and we've got to go out and make it work. And both of us used to drive around at weekends and at uh, nights, and probably sometimes during the day, around the town, around the area just to see who'd started up new businesses, you know, new shops, perhaps changed hands. Everybody in town had a car. (laughs) (laughs) I remember going into loads of places and knocking on the door and saying, you know, you've just set up business and you've got yourself an accountant, yeah, would you be, you know, would you like to come over and have a chat to you? Not every single time, but a lot of the time, you know, that proved to be successful. The the good news today for people joining OR is that, you know, the business is very financially sound, it's secure, it's known, we get a regular um, trade coming in through the, the door, don't we? We get a lot of referrals. So actually, there's there's not a great risk in no. joining the business now, but there was an awful big risk for us. Well, you guys, yeah. You have to do all the hard work, don't you? Well, we yeah, well, it, yeah. We married, we had yeah. families. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to put food on the table and we had to make it work. That focuses your attention, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 And that'd be the same for a lot of people starting out, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's a big uh, risk, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 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 And people don't appreciate Always that because what, what Gary and I have learned in life is, is despite the fact that you might have somebody who thinks of a great opportunity and, and, and possibly there's no doubt that that opportunity would turn into a fantastic business if they haven't got that m- mindset they haven't got that personal conviction to go out and make it work then it won't happen so there is a combination of you as a person you know you've got to have that inability for you to get out and do it for yourself that drive not everybody's got that and it's not it's not a failure if you haven't got it at all it's just that's the way you're made you know if you're six foot like you two are and incredibly good looking (laughs) you use that 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 (laughs) if you're short stocky and wear glasses like me and Gary then you don't really that's that's a fact a lot if you've got it in you you can do it that's part of that look process isn't it it's been a lot it's a lot of time and taking advantage of it you know yeah, and, and, and season those opportunities, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah, and well, we do. Yeah. And we work really hard. You know, you know, I'm not, you know, people work hard these days, constantly, but we were hours that were well beyond belief when we got this thing off the ground. There was no minute of any day, mm-hmm. you know, any day, weekend, whatever, that we were putting it together. And people take that for granted, I think, when they look at businesses, don't they? Successful businesses. Yeah. And they don't, they yeah. don't see... But and I, you know, obviously we we see new new startups all the time, and you know, yeah. we, the, yeah. most of them touch wood and and, and they are <clears> successful and continue to be successful. But they don't see the hard work and the hours yeah. that go into it. No, and I think that stays with you. And you know, you come up to the Oak League um, on most days in the week, and Gary and I are one of the the, the latest to to leave the office. And that's not that's not saying that we we still do exactly the same hours that we used to. But our, we don't worry about putting the time and effort in to make it work. You have to, and, and that's and that that's also quite inspiring, isn't it? To be yeah. fair, to, to for people to hear that that you still put in the hours that you not not necessarily that you did at the start, but the, uh, that you still put in the hours. 
because yeah. you see you see quite a lot of business owners that take a step back and just sort of don't put the hours in anymore and get complacent whereas you guys yeah. clearly it's not, haven't it's not like the x factor you know it's not overnight success <laughs> no no absolutely not no <laughs> No, it's just, I think we're very proud of what we've done. Aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it should be. Yeah, it should be, yeah. Yeah, definitely. No? Good. Thank you. I have, I have no other questions. No, no. That was amazing. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, really, really, really appreciate it. it. Yeah, thank yeah. you. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, good. Right then. So, the next part of our, our, our podcast, thank you to, to Peter and, uh, and Gary for, for being with us. So, the next part of our podcast is 12 Facts of Christmas. We thought we'd make it festive. Yeah, I feel like I can relax now. So, the bosses are there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's it. So, we, we got free, free reign now. It's all right. Back to normal. Back, back to normal. <laughs> I don't know if that's good for the listeners or not, but it's all right for us. Oh, no, I reviews, <laughs> <won't we? laughs> yeah, that's true. You've got any feedback on which part's better? Let's know. Do you know what the number is on to WhatsApp us? It's 01985. Triple seven six hundred. You're a whiz on that now. Yeah, You've absolutely it's, it. it's like it's ingrained. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so our, so for our, our first fact, we're not singing it. We're going to go and talk about it. So our first fact of Christmas is looking at um, our personal allowance. So, Don, you want to step in there? I thought you were going to jump in there. Okay, so yeah, the personal allowance has been frozen, isn't it? Now, so it's been frozen until April twenty twenty eight. Yeah, that's it. Which is a sneaky way of collecting more tax, really, isn't it? It is really because obviously we all were aware that inflation's going up, and you know obviously it's supposed to be a positive podcast, not a negative one. It's Christmas, but you know um, obviously you've got inflation and people getting pay rises in, in level with inflation or in line with inflation, and our personal allowance of twelve thousand five hundred and seventy quid has not gone up. And so, yeah, and it's not going to until at least April twenty twenty eight. Exactly, exactly, and that, that's so it pulls more people into paying tax, doesn't it? Whether it people are paying a pound, it's yeah. a pound more tax yeah. than they had before. So it's worth being really aware of that one. Um, so yeah, have we got have we got a fact number two. Mark? Yeah, so to do with electric cars and the vehicle excise duty, they have to pay. So well, let's start paying it on electric cars. They have to start paying it now. Yeah. So obviously, everyone's been encouraged to switch to electric. Yeah, which is meant. Government have been getting less tax in, haven't they, from people switching? Uh, so left a hole. So people that used to have big gas guns of the cars and paying a lot of money have gone from Range like posh Range Rovers, yeah. I should say. I know we're talking about Fiat Pandas before, but the, <laughs> I can't use a Fiat Panda electric car. They don't want the same. I don't think Land Rover are going to be dropping up a Range Rover. That's what you're aiming at. For. Why not? Why not? <laughs> I've name dropped them in. So obviously, <laughs> so Range Rover. You know, I've gone from having this big gas Range Rover, and I swapped that for you know uh, an electric vehicle. Yeah. So they'll go from paying me road tax, as I'm going to call it, because yeah. I'm I'm a layman. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 they go from paying that to paying nothing. Yeah, and now for March 2025, so April 25 onwards, they're going to have to start paying the road tax, and it's it gets quite complicated to do in the cars registered, basically. But yeah, yeah, so, so losing that loophole or advantage. Oh, that's what happens with electric cars then. So we're not losing my electric price gone up. I'm now going to have to end up paying. Yeah, car tax at some point. Yeah, so that's it. It's just trying to get rid of that hole that they've had. <laughs> they'll get, they'll get, they'll get, they'll get tax up <laughs> all of us at some point. It's still going to be cheaper than if you were driving around in your Range Rover, five liter Range Rover, whatever. So. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, it's just not as advantageous as what it was really. Well, it's an interesting point to remember for going forward, isn't it? Yeah. Prepare, preparing for the uh, for the for the future. <laughs> so. And the, the, so the, the the next thing, and this, this is one thing that changed in the in the recent budget. In fact, well, the recent budget we've had a few budgets this year, but the, yeah. the last budget yeah. we had, the most recent one. <laughs> they, what they've done is they've they've 
so there's a couple of levels of, of that you pay you pay tax um so obviously we all know that anything under fifty thousand or give or take fifty thousand is at twenty percent then our next threshold was up to one hundred and fifty thousand and what we do you'd end up between between a, so fifty thousand and a pound up to one hundred and fifty thousand you end up paying forty percent tax yeah and then go over and above that you'd pay tax at forty five percent now what they've done is they've reduced one hundred and fifty down to one hundred and twenty five thousand one hundred and forty pounds before you put so now you're going to end up paying more at the 45 percent tax that's right yeah and the reason it's a random amount rather than just straight 125 is because at that point 125,140 you lose your personal allowance as well so you're being hit twice there you completely lost your personal allowance and then you're paying 45 percent so 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 I end up yeah so I end up paying quite a lot of tax yeah. there really yeah yeah so it's quite expensive to go over that hundred that, that over that hundred and twenty five yeah but over a hundred's expensive as I say it's over a hundred when you start losing your personal allowance and that sort of tapers up until one hundred and twenty five one hundred and forty when you've got no personal allowance left so it just goes yeah so that's going to affect your higher earn obviously your higher earn is in the forty five percent bracket really the most it's, it's still still quite particularly yeah. people getting pay rises yeah exactly you know it's going to it's going to get more people it's not only more people paying tax <laughs> from the, the bottom yeah. end but also the, the top owners yeah, are yeah, paying exactly. yeah it's paying more. Ends. Yeah. Oh, blimey. So they're not just, you know, robbing from the rich, giving to the poor anymore. No. It's, it's, it's taking from everybody. <laughs> I see grab from everyone. Yeah. So our next one, we're looking at uh, capital gains tax and the annual exemption. So at the moment, if you have a capital gain in the year, so say if you sell a house or something that you rent out, like a rental one, yeah. your first 12,300 of the profit on that disposal would be tax free. Yeah. Okay. But they're going to cut that. So it's going to go down to 6,000. And then it's go down, down to three thousand. So, so six thousand from 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 when? From March, from, from April twenty twenty three. Yeah, and then the following year it goes down to three thousand. Blimey! Yeah, that's going to be quite. So, so capital gains tax is is yes, you know, they're paying. Well, it's more than half. Yeah, from March. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's a big change. And the thing is, with capital gains as well, you have to report them even if you haven't got a gain. But your proceeds are more than four times the only exemption. Right, okay. So at the moment it'd be four times your twelve thousand, but it's going to be four times six now. So you're gonna to have to report more even if there's no tax. So I need to be aware of that. So so if I sell something now, I yeah. don't have to change anything. Yeah, exactly. But if I sell something after March, even though I'm not gonna end it's not the end of the tax year, yeah. Or say yeah. say April, let's just go easy. Let's just say I sell something on the twenty eighth of April, yeah, twenty twenty three. Yeah. I'd have to report that within if it's a house a house sale within sixty days. So within 60 days yeah. Okay. So therefore, I'd have to calculate that actually that I haven't got my twelve thousand three hundred yeah. anymore. I've got six thousand pounds. Yeah. So you've got to be aware of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So be, be aware of that one. And if you do have any questions, we need advice on it. Obviously, give us a shout. Yeah. We, we, we're, we're pretty hot on that sort of stuff. <laughs> so the the, the 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 next one that came up again in the in the in the budget um, was the dividend allowance. So yeah. you can have well, you could have. So you, you can, as we're talking now, have two thousand pounds of dividends tax free. Well, from March 2012, April 2023, that changes and that's only go down to a thousand. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then what they're doing is they're then get then from from April 2024, that's going down to 500 quid. Yeah. So that's going to affect a lot of people like our director, like directors with limited companies, isn't it? Where yeah. they take their income partly in salary and the rest in dividends from the company. Well, all shareholders, yeah. anyone that gets dividends is going to end up being affected yeah. by this. So, you know, back in back in the well, as we're talking today, you could have 14,500 give or take and pay no tax yeah. in dividends and salary. Whereas now, 
actually that's that's going to be massively yeah. massively reduced. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and going forward, it won't be long. You wouldn't have thought. Well, if what they're doing with it, that'll be zero. Won't it'll it? be yeah, ta- it back, to, yeah. back to nothing. Everything's taxed, but whatever rate. So yeah, takes on takes on to facts. Fact number six, and actually talking about the the uh, the allowances brings us nicely onto the rights, doesn't it, Mark? It does. Yeah. So bit of a weird one. This one they increased the dividend tax, didn't they? the health and social care levy yes oh, i remember doing that one yes, yeah so yeah yeah an extra 1.25 on so that's now been reversed but not for the current tax year we're in so for 22 <laughs> 23 you're still paying that extra 1.25 percent on your dividends yeah 23 onwards it goes back down so that just sounds baffling doesn't it i was going to say that's confused you isn't it so, that is, that is, and that is confusing isn't it so it so actually to be fair, if you have got any issues with rights on dividends, yeah, you're better off asking a professional. That's it. We're off getting us to do some forecasts on what your tax liabilities could be and everything. It's uh, it's not been an easy year to keep up. It's been well. You've had you've had effectively you've had three budgets. Yeah, and all changed the rates. Everything's just been changing left, right, yeah. and centre, hasn't it? Really, three so. budgets, three prime ministers. It's, uh, <laughs> how, how and a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah. It's a Christmas one. <laughs> we're not, we're not, but we might, we might as well. You, you started us off. <laughs> so the ne- the next one um, is about, about research and development. So research and development up to now, um, I mean, that, that's the people enhancing uh, processes or, or actually doing, you know, there's a load of things that come into R&D or research and development. Um, but what they've done is you always had the cost that it cost you, the 100% of the relief. And what HMRC used to do was give you an extra 130, so 130% on top. So for every £1 you spent, you had tax relief on £2.30. And what they've done is from April 2023, that's dropping down from 130 down to 86%. Yeah. So you only get for what for every one pound you get, you only get one pound eighty-six worth of tax relief on it instead of instead of the two pound thirty. Yeah. And the whole idea of the R and D is to encourage people to innovate, isn't it? Yeah. And to develop things. So. Well, you're still getting more. You're still getting eighty-six yeah, percent more worth doing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not you only get the one pound, but it's just not quite as attractive as it used yeah, to be. They're just tightening up on it a bit, aren't they? Really? It's just yeah. getting more people pay, 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 paying 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 for tax, isn't it? Really. Yeah, um, and how how we can do it? Yeah. So on on to while we're talking about R and D and and, and yeah. tax rates, so, yeah, what has changed? Another one for um, limited companies then, say corporation tax. It's currently paid at 19%, regardless of what your profit level is. Yeah. They're changing that. Another <laughs> change. So, depending on your profits. So, okay. if you're over £250,000 profit, you'll be paying 25% tax. That's a big hike, that 6%. That is a big hike. But if your profits are under £50,000 for the year, you'll still pay the 19%. Oh. Which leaves you a hole there, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It so does. What, massive. So what if your profits are between 50,000 and 250,000? I reckon they're going to do some marginal stuff. They are. They are. A lovely calculation, which will basically be your marginal rate, depending on where your profits fall within there. So it'll be somewhere between 19 and, and 25%. 25%. But either way, if my profits are more than 50,000, I'm paying more tax. Yeah, you are. Than I am currently. Yeah. So it's important to be aware of that. So that that is that yeah, that is gonna catch a lot of people out, I think. Yeah, and that's for your limited companies, isn't it? Not yeah. Yeah, it does, doesn't affect any 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 sole traders or tax return yeah. clients yeah. or whatever, it just, just affects corporation tax. Yeah. So therefore, then if I am in that in that I'm in that boat, I'll be wanting to, you know, do more research development and those sort of things to be able to yeah. get my tax down. Yeah, speak speak to us about ideas that we can like yeah, stra- strategy. Yeah. And, yeah. and 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 those sort of yeah. So 
Forward planning, Neil. That's Forward planning. We've always got to be prepared, haven't we? <laughs> always. And, you know, this is part of what it's about, really, isn't it? You know, we're looking we're looking into our 12 facts of Christmas, but more so what to be aware of and think about for, from, from effectively January going forward yeah. and for today forward, really. Yes, yeah, there's been so many changes. It's a chance to highlight them, isn't it? So... Absolutely. And with a new year, people think like new year, new me. <laughs> those sort of things come out, don't they? Yeah, there yeah. isn't going to be a new me. It's going to be. Does mean you're joining me in the gym? <laughs> Absolutely not. There's no way we see me at six o'clock in the morning. No, there's, oh. there's, if it, if it's not daylight, you won't see you won't see me at all. I'm not, yeah, just a vampire. Anyway, then back to our facts. Then. Back on to facts. Yeah, sorry, I was I was I was skirting off there, wasn't I? So the national insurance thresholds have changed. Now I don't know if anybody's aware of these national insurance <laughs> thresholds have changed, but they've changed and then they haven't changed, and then they've changed. Yeah. So what's happened is so that so the national insurance going back to what Mark's point about the dividends was the extra one point two five percent that actually came on top of um, on national insurance as well. So to keep things nice and simple, from the sixth of April, so right at the start of this tax year, we 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 pay we pay thirteen point two five percent if you were you earn between nine thousand eight hundred eighty and fifty thousand two hundred seventy. And then anything above that, you paid 3.25%. So in July, to make things nice and simple, they kept the rate the same. So you still paid 13.25%. But it was on your it was on your um, 12,570 and above. So they moved the threshold from 9,880 to 12,570, just to keep things simple. And then they changed it again on the 6th of November, 2022. And they scrapped the extra 1.25%. So they made it 12% national insurance, but they kept the thresholds the same. Yeah. So now, to, after all that, from the 6th of November, 2022, you're paying 12% on anything that you earn more than 12,570 yeah. up until 50,270. And then above that, you pay at 2% to keep things nice and simple. Yeah. It's a nightmare, isn't it? But change it one way, change it back. And... It, 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 is a, it is a nightmare. And then while I'm on national insurance, this is still part of the same fact. So the same uh, the same fact for Christmas. While we talk about, we talked about that's how it affects employees. But now we've got to think about how it affects employers. The, what we've got to think about is what the bosses pay. Now what the bosses used to get um, t- relief on, employment allowance relief on, was £4,000. They've increased that up to 5000 from the 6th of April 2022. Which is good. That's a bit of good news. And they're, they're giving us something back. So that's good. They've given us extra thousand yeah, yeah. pounds there. Not as an employee, but as an employer, they have. So yeah. that's that that that's always good news, isn't it? With the empl- employers, the employers pay national insurance of 15.05%. And they've done that since the 6th of April. So what they've done is with the with the employers, they've actually reduced the 1.25% off them as well. So we now go back down to 13.8% as we used to be. So really, we're, we've lost the 1.25% with an employer or an employee. Yeah, it's a nightmare. It's, it's very simple and very tidy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but if you've got any queries on that, just get in touch because it's a nightmare to try and keep up. Absolutely is. Absolutely. So what is fact number 10? So fact number 10 is the inheritance tax thresholds are all frozen in the budget. No changes to those. No change, so they're frozen at 325,000. Yes, yeah, so. that's your nil rate band, 325,000. And then you also get a nil rate band for your residency, if it's your home that you've lived in. Right, okay. So yeah. that's 175,000, and that's been frozen as well. 
so so what so what what does so what does that mean and that means that, that if i so let's just keep it simple and say that i'm selling a rental house yeah. let's just say for half a million yeah let's just say and that therefore anything over 325,000 if that's just me yeah um, and I'm, not, I'm not married um, i have yeah. to report it in my own name it's just me then I will pay inheritance tax on that. Yeah, your estate will pay tax at 40% on the above, amount above 325,000 on that. At 40%. Yeah. At 40%. Yeah. So so that's so even though the house prices have increased, yeah. and they are probably, well, maybe still be increasing in the future, who knows? Yeah. So that means that, that actually I'm still at the same threshold. So the t- chances are more people, the same as we have with, with income tax, we're yeah. falling to paying tax. Exactly, yeah. So house prices are going up, which is what most people get caught by with inheritance tax. And, but the bands aren't going up. They've stayed the same for years now. So, yeah, so it's, and that, that's frozen, what, for another two years till was that till 2028? That, that was till 2028. I think they've done that too, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, so it's another two years. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see We'll see what happens yeah. in the future, but at the moment, that's what they've, they've chosen yeah. to do. There was a lot of talk that they were going to change things with inheritance tax, but they haven't done anything. So they could have made it worse, but they just left it the same. Blimey. Well, how kind of them, eh? How kind of them. <laughs> keep yeah. our lives simple and not change something. That's quite, that's quite nice. Yeah. I mean, we're saying about national insurance changing, but yeah. you know, this is staying the same. This is quite good. Exactly. <laughs> I don't tend to mess with it too much. So. Well, yeah, you can imagine how complicated it would be if they did. Yeah. <laughs> so on to, on to number 11. And no, number 11 uh, is an interesting one. It's the stamp duty land tax. It is, so yeah. That, that's the tax really that, that most of us see by buying and selling houses. That's generally when we most of us see it. Yeah, it is, yeah. So in the last mini budget before the most recent one, they announced it. They were like moving up to 250,000, the nil rate band for it. Okay. And yeah. That was going to be back then. It's going to stay there in the last budget. <laughs> yeah. Sort of changed their minds. And now that's only going to be the case until 31st of March 2025. Okay. And, and then that nil rate band for that will drop back down to 125,000. Well, we, we think they will. We'll, yeah, we'll that, yeah, yeah. change that mind. But at the moment, that's what, they, yeah. that's what they're saying. Based on the last budget, yeah, that's what they're going to do. So then with so then with first time buyers, so yeah. first time buyers, that's four hundred and twenty five. Yeah, so first time buyers, yeah, they've got a bit of a different one. So four hundred and twenty five thousand, but the property can only be worth six hundred and twenty five thousand. Okay, yeah. So that's more probably down in London, isn't it? Really, if you're a first time buyer. Well, well, yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, all, all, all sort of yeah. any, anywhere really, but predominantly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we see, yeah, yeah, that's where you're a bit caught by that maximum value of the property as far as what I'm meaning, yeah. Ah, so so actually that one's in the same position until March 2025 as well. Yeah, and then gets put back down to the previous level of 300,000. 300, blimey, yeah. yeah. yeah so it's quite nice to have them temporarily, and we've got a couple of yeah. years left. So, uh, so Yeah, to be fair, it does give you two years to try and sort something out, really, doesn't it? It's over. It, def- it definitely does, definitely yeah. does. And then on, on to your thing of planning, and forward yeah. planning, and, and, and protection, all those sort of things. Our last fact is to do with holding companies and, and protection of our assets. Yeah. Now, what is what is a holding company? Well, a holding company is something that owns a trade of subsidiary. Uh, we've come across these in, in our other podcasts before. Um, and it's it's more just looking at protecting our assets. And obviously, we've just said about assets becoming worth more and having more value to them. And that means you want to protect them more. Yeah. So obviously, from an inheritance tax point of view, obviously, we still want to protect them um, and, and you know reduce our potential tax exposure. But more so that actually, you know, having having assets, anything that's, you know, you've worked hard to build up within your trading business to have transferred into your holding company if you can. Yeah. Because if anything was to go wrong with your trading company, at least you still have them nice and protected. That's it, yeah. Makes uh, sense, isn't and it? And that goes nice into your um, your thing of always preparing. It is, and yeah. The sooner you get things into your holding companies, the better. 
um, because they're protected from, from really that moment or the moment that legal transaction's gone through. Yeah, it gives you some flexibility as well with what you do with the money inside the company then as well, doesn't it? So That's true. So you do not always have your investments sat in your trans subsidiary. You can actually move the money out of the yeah. subsidiaries or into your holding companies to be able to fund property investments yeah. or pension investments or whatever you yeah. want. Or another company if you want to set up. Or another company, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think those are the, the big key things to, to build up to for, for next year, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So. Have you got any more facts? I don't think I have. I think that's our 12 facts, isn't that it? Is that our 12 facts of Christmas? Yeah. Should we sing them? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you sing it. Thank you for, for listening to our podcast and thank you to our two fantastic special guests today, to Peter Ormrod and Gary Rutter. I think it's been fantastic having them with us. Yeah, it's been great. We've learned a lot about the business and where they've the journey they've been on so hopefully you have as well very inspiring very very inspiring and i'm just sure i said that quite a lot when they were with us but i genuinely mean that that was very very inspiring so so thank you for listening on our next podcast which is would you would you believe is episode seven in 2023 as well 2023 yeah blimey flying by these (laughs) aren't they to be fair so in in next year you know please uh if you want to listen to any of the recordings from before please please do and uh, hopefully we'll have a nice, exciting one for 2023. Yeah, so Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening.